What's up, everybody? We got two left in the Inspiration Series. Um, today's a good one. Today's a hard one for me. Um, might get a little bit vulnerable as we go through it. Um, I want to talk about self-care and how it relates to cultivating inspiration. And um, self-care has been something that I, I've been just terrible at. Um, in my life. It's not something that's easy for me to create good, healthy self-care routines. Um, and, and I don't really know what it is. You know, I don't, I don't really know what I, I need because I have let so much of my life be about, um, performance and service that self-care is very hard for me to identify uh, what actually is caring for myself and not out of performance um, even in my home sometimes me doing a self-care routine might be to perform a self-care that that shows my partner that uh that i'm taking care of myself right so so it, we have these things that can get in. I, I don't know if anybody's like that. And then other people can become like addicted to self-care. Um, and, you know, anytime they come to a place of like where they need to push through, where they need to challenge themselves, um, and something's hard, that feeling of hard makes them go, ah, I need to, I need to, I need a self-care day. And I know we've all experienced a little bit of, of both of those things. Um, if you are a person who has healthy self-care routines, good for you. Share your knowledge, share your experience with the rest of us. Um, but as artists, I, you know, I think that, um, I think as a collective, as a group of people, we tend to neglect the self-care more than, than overdevelop it. Um, we head towards burnout a lot. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the societal pressure of showing success in our craft, right? Like this, this thing this phrase that shows up all the time, don't quit your day job, right? All the time. Oh, don't quit your day job because you might not be good enough to have a career as an entertainer. That's the message, right? Um, and a good self-care routine needs to include um, healthy perspective, right uh bringing some goal setting to your self-care is really important and i don't think a lot i don't think a lot of people talk about goal setting within your self-care routine so um this is where like if you can build some self-care practices and make sure that your um, 
very next step goals are right there and present for you and your long-term goals are available and known to you then the self-care can allow you to be present in where you're at in that process so this can be mindfulness practices this can be exercise this can be vacation we talk a lot about vacation in zero to 60 where you are taking the time to pause and breathe and regroup and all of that like any time that you're doing that kind of thing that can be really really good but if you haven't set your goals if you don't know your objectives then it can be um, actually problematic because you can hang out there too long um, you can come out of it only to end up needing to go back to that place like let's say you take a big rest let's say you take a vacation because of burnout right like let's say you burn out and you've got to pause okay if you haven't done the goal setting and the discovery work to really understand where you want to end up what the steps are to get you there kind of where the next period of time needs to be focused on then you're just gonna end up back in uh, burnout again and so and, and that's not really, you know, taking the, that routine of like, go, 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 burnout, rest, regroup. Go, 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 burnout, rest, regroup. That's not really self-care. Um, it's better than burnout, quit forever. But it's not really self-care. Self-care needs to uh, be more regular. Um, it needs to be through the process of go, 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 so that when you reach the resting place, that is rest and not uh, like full recovery mode, you know, um, and so that you can kind of taper back into the go, go, go period. And so, you know, whatever your self-care routine is, you know, make sure that you're bringing your goal setting to that process and then really that is about finding patience it's always going to be about finding patience because this this stuff takes time um, it's going to be about collecting small wins um, gratitude and bringing uh, gratitude to the table to say man I've, I've come a long way I've, I've accomplished a lot of things um, and uh, you know uh, I think it's really digging into letting your emotions be at the surface, right? I, like, I have been doing a lot of emotion work. I do a, a heart group on Monday nights with, uh, with some gentlemen that, you know, a uh, group of men that get together and, 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 and talk about feelings and, and really practice feeling, um, something that I'm passionate about in in combating toxic masculinity is teaching men and, and getting better myself at how to actually like feel all of our feelings I think that's it's that's not indicative to just men obviously but um, important in combating toxic masculinity and so self-care for me is when I am in health and when I am practicing it's allowing my emotions to be 
a little bit more um, present, not intellectualizing them so much and, and letting myself feel them. And honestly, a lot of the intellectualization was um, done. Like I learned how to intellectualize my feelings through songwriting, right? So I thought a lot about my feelings and then I channeled those thoughts into songs. And uh, I think it, I think sometimes it contributed to, to good songs, good, you know, good inspiration for writing, but not healthy for my own processing of, um, of my emotions. So then on the flip side, when I am in health and I'm letting my feelings be very present and I am feeling angry or um, sad or lonely or glad and I'm feeling these things because my self-care routine is letting all of that stuff show up, then I'm actually coming to all of the work that I do just very present um, with my feelings there and they actually, they actually impact it less. Um, I'm more objective when I'm in touch with my feelings. I, 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 I'm feeling them, but I know I have to be doing something over here. So I might be driving in to give a talk and feeling a lot of anger um, about whatever it might be. Before, what would happen is that anger would kind of boil and kind of like, and I wouldn't be really feeling it or touching it. And then that would show up in my talk, right? Like I would, I would kind of be really intense and I wouldn't know why I was being so intense. I'm kind of always a little bit intense, but I wouldn't know why I was being so intense because this, this anger was in me, but, but I wasn't connected to it. And so it had, it had to express itself. It had to come out. And so I think that the self care routines are to, to get us really present, um, so that what goes into the work that we do, especially in the way that we interact with each other, the way that we build our teams and our process, um, is really our truest intent and in line with our goals. And so that because we are actually feeling what we are feeling, and if we need to step into conflict, we're able to, but we're not forced into conflict because of our um, emotional stress, right? Um, being a musician, being an artist is, it can be lonely. It can be really lonely, especially, um, for anybody that is the artist songwriter, maybe even in a band. Like I, I spoke about this in one of our think tank sessions. Like all I ever wanted was to be in a band because I was very, very lonely. Um, and as an entrepreneurial person out in front leading the charge, I just wanted to gather people. I did this over and over again in the band. I did it when I started AGD Entertainment. I just wanted to gather people around um, me because I was lonely and I was scared people would leave me. And so I would open myself to opinions and perspectives that weren't in line with 
my heart or what I wanted to do, and I would tolerate things because I didn't want to be left. Because I wanted a group. Because I was lonely. And had I kind of come to that feeling, if I was um, a little bit more in touch with that loneliness and, and maybe fulfilling that in other places, right? Like addressing that in my personal life more than I wouldn't have been trying to fulfill that loneliness uh, in my with my band or with my company. And so our self-care routines need to be present to take us through the emotions that come with this work. And the emotions, if we're not really feeling them, they can bleed into everything that we're doing very, very easily. And sometimes that feels good and it feels like the right thing, right? Like when you write a song that's really emotionally charged, that feels good, but it's probably not the best way to be uh, processing those emotions. And then when that is the thing that's bringing the most inspired work out of you, you're now kind of your craft is now obligated to emotional duress right so i want to hit on this for a minute when you are letting emotional duress drive your creativity then you are reliant on emotional duress in order to be creative and that's exceptionally unhealthy and why we end up with uh, so many addicted, sad, terrible stories of people who felt like they had to stay in a place of turmoil inside themselves so as to be emotive and creative um, for their audience because that's how they learned to impact and people share back, oh my goodness, like, you said you talked when you talked about this this difficult emotional thing i related to that and that's how they create the connection uh, but they're not in a healthy place with that and so then they feel like they have to stay in that unhealthy place so as to be connected to their audience or to their band or whatever and that people are expecting that from them and so they stay in emotional duress for the sake of their career and that is not sustainable and it is why we have such sad stories you know of just uh breakdowns and so we have to care for the mental health of our artists more by practicing self-care and showing up for our emotions and when we are under duress and when we've suffered trauma um doing the work to take care of it and to get it into the right place so that we can come to our work um, without all that baggage. And it doesn't mean that you won't be able to uh, create from that experience in a healthy way. You will, and you can, um, but maybe not while you're in it. You know, maybe not become dependent upon that process. So I hope that that helps some people um, you know, I wish I had 
somebody telling me that it was okay to take care of myself uh, during the time that I wasn't taking care of myself. And I'm grateful for um, my wife, Sarah Beth, who some of you have met, um, who taught me a lot of this stuff, honestly, and uh, other people in my life who have taught me how to do this kind of stuff. So um, hopefully we can bring some conversation to this think tank um, that's meaningful and help, helpful to others. So uh, just take a minute before you jump in to the think tank if you're going to join and just kind of think about your self-care routines. I'd really like for people to bring ideas of things that have helped them. We don't have to get too emotional. It's not a, you know, it's not a group for that. Uh, hopefully you have a group for that or you have a place for that. Um, but let's bring some self-care routines that help us process some of this stuff um, so that we can uh, avoid burnout. Thanks, everybody.